This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra, but let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. Many believed that Bill Gates somehow misspoke when he attributed successful depopulation to the vaccines. But it's now evident that he didn't. He was being very clear about the intentions of the globalist agenda. Kill 99.99% of all humans. According to these psychopaths, this is how we will save the planet. And they have convinced an overwhelming amount of the world's population into accepting their agenda and pushing for it. People who believe that humans need to be aborted and believe the human race needs to be culled into a small compliant herd. People that are okay with billions of people starving so long as the screens on their devices tell them it's the right thing to do. But not everyone has gone insane. Some still have a survival instinct. When the Dutch government voted in a scheme that will force farmers to cut their livestock down to unsustainable levels, thereby forcing them out of work and shutting down the second biggest food exporter in the world, the farmers did the right thing and said no. And protests have broken out all throughout the Netherlands. Shutting down the world's second biggest food exporter is all part of the anti-human zero emissions plan. And so the Dutch farmers aren't just protesting losing their jobs, they're protesting the mass murder of the world's population. Just like the Canadian truckers and farmers did last winter. And just like the Canadian police sided with the tyrants, the Dutch cops are doing the same police drawing their sidearms on peaceful protesters and opening fire on them. Leo, hey, wapens, jongen, wapens. Hey, holla, rij weg, jongen, rij weg. Sorry, you don't have using undercover agents and provoking violence to shut down peaceful gatherings. Because the globalists are not taking no for an answer. And while you may back the blue, chances are that they won't back you when it comes to the globalist agenda, which has now enlisted A-list celebrities to convince us all to eat bugs. I'm Nicole Kidman, and I am going to eat full-course meal of bugs. They're trying to persuade us into dying peacefully, like good, obedient slaves. But soon, the food will start to run out. And worse, 
more signs of kinetic world war on the horizon as Japan's longest standing prime minister Shinzo Abe is assassinated. And former Russian president Dmitry Medvedev joins President Putin in threatening nuclear annihilation if the United States continues their provocations. Which is exactly what the Extinction Rebellion wants. And it's what the Biden administration wants. It's what everyone in charge wants. The only way out of this is a worldwide people's revolution. The Dutch farmers have begun, and they have been joined by people from other nations. The revolution will not be televised. And if you want to stand up against evil, then now is the time, while you are still alive. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks. It is July 9th, 2022, and we have a jammed pack transmission. Lots and lots and lots and lots of things are happening all around the world, all around Oregon. The people are standing up and the people are saying no. And they're fighting up and standing all across the world and it's being represented in every crack and crevice of everything. And it's time to wake up. Thank you very much for joining me. I hope you guys had a wonderful... Thank you very much for joining me. Getting right into it. COVID news. COVID's a, COVID is a hill to die on. It has a lot to do with what's going on, with how they're rolling out this system, and how the Great Reset is going to be implemented. They are using the COVID narrative to roll out everything. Everything can be COVID. Everything can be stemmed from COVID. They're anticipating... Uh, an additional 40 plus million people are going to starve to death because of the lockdowns, not because of COVID. Starve to death, which means death, which means they're not going to be living anymore. It's one of the biggest catastrophes ever. And we are right in the thick of it. No longer is it speculation. No longer is it a conspiracy theory. A hundred percent confirmed. We told you, I told you months ago, we all knew it was coming because this is a plan, because they have to keep us locked down. The Great Reset is being implemented in every direction all over the world. And you heard it first here that the masks are coming back. And here we go. New York City pushes indoor mask advisory for all as, quote, the worst Omicron strain fuels the sixth wave. The sixth wave. Some of you guys were alive when uh, the Department of Homeland Security first got rolled out and they were measuring uh, terrorism threats. Remember the endless war that lasted 20 years uh, and cost trillions of dollars to the United States taxpayer for an endless war, longest war in history? Remember that war? Well, that was just basically a money scheme 
that uh, the Republicans and the Democrats just made a bunch of money through Halliburton and all these big corporations to uh, to profit. That was a profit based thing while we protected the opium fields for China, which is now the fentanyl that's coming in from Mexico. All right. You see the correlation. We're out there spilling, killing soldiers, uh, defend defending all the minerals and resources, lithium fields in Afghanistan uh, so China can manufacture it, take it to it, and put that in your cell phone and then sell it to you. That's what the U.S. military was used for in that endless war. So New York City pushes into our mask advisory. This Omicron variant, which is the COVID variant, which is COVID, which anything can be COVID. I think they're personally delivering new bioweapons and delivering them, which is creating a lot of sickness going around. A lot of people are getting sick. The BA5 sub-variant. So now there's sub-variants. Next, we're going to have sub-variants for sub-variants. Next, we're going to have a green flu, which means that uh, the carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide is causing people to get the flu. So we all have to be green and energy sustainable (laughs) because there's a flu going around because we like to breathe oxygen and we just all need to stop breathing, right? So let's put a mask on to stop breathing. COVID cases are surging across America once again, fueled in a large part by highly contagious and more vaccine-resistant Omicron subvariants. So let me get this straight. The vaccine is not working? Imagine that. It's never worked. It's a delivery, mRNA delivery system for them to be able to download your DNA and control you and monitor you. And we'll get into that on the next segment. I'm going to play some very compelling statements by Harari and some of these global leaders that are developing technology now to interface with all the vaccinated people. They can literally interface with it, whether it be with 5G or 6G. We'll get into the technology on how they plan on doing that. So all five bureaus in New York City are back in the CDC's high-risk category for COVID community as the spread of the agency's Friday update, a reflection of the increasingly infectious national climate as the worst version of Omicron yet. And it holds dominance over the Delta variant, over the traditional Omicron. This is a never-ending thing. Now, it's the middle of July. It's the middle of summer. Now, granted, it's been raining. We've been having these weird weather Uh, patterns here but isn't it interesting that there are literally people that I know all around that are sick they got like flu-like symptoms they are sick now where is that coming from I personally think it's from shedding from the vaccine I think the vaccine has just turned people into a factory of toxic sludge that they're getting all these people sick so that means face masks face masks are recommended for everyone indoors in public settings. So New York has brought the mask back regardless of vaccination status. So what happened to monkeypox? Monkeypox didn't work. People are like, oh, monkeypox. All they had to do was look one degree away and realize monkeypox is not spread through the air. 
and wearing a mask literally does nothing, right? So now they have to bring in a sub-variant back to get people scared because it worked the first time. I don't think it's going to work again. I think they're going to try, even in this crooked, disgusting, captured state that we are in right now, I still don't think people are going to go along with masks. The people that are wearing the masks and walking around with the mask right now are going to continue to wear it for the rest of their life until they suffocate, right? I don't, I, I don't, I don't think people are going to put up with it. Several hundred thousand new cases a day aren't being reported as hospitalizations keep climbing. Here's an interesting question. How are these cases not being reported yet they are able to determine a number to say several hundred thousand. Where do they get that number if they're not being reported? It's kind of an interesting article, right? They're trying to instoke fear. This is the gaslighting. The New World Order, not the Joe Bidens, not the Kate Browns, not the Tina Kotex, not the Christine Drazens, the Klaus Schwabs, the Hararis, the Bill Gates, the George Soros community people, those are the ones that we need to focus on and realize they are the ones orchestrating this. I know it's a lot of fun to make fun of Joe Biden. Everybody does it. It's, it he's put there specifically so you blame him for all of this catastrophe. So the new, ca- new cases aren't being undercover, uncovered. There's no question in my mind, and this is a doctor here from New York, there's no question in my mind that we're missing a vast majority of infections right now. Said, oh, that's the White House COVID response coordinator. That's crazy. And in the same breath, the COVID boosters might be less than 20% effective after a few months, they say. So in the same breath, they're talking about this. The subvariants are not being held up by the boosters. So the boosters are the boosters. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Does the booster protect you against the previous variant? Does the subvariant come from the booster? Or does the subvariant come before the booster? It's an interesting question. You're listening to Non-Compliant America. This is Joshua Michael. Thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe at noncompliantamerica.com and we'll be right back. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome back, folks. Joshua Michael, Non-Compliant America. And we are living right now in one of the most difficult pathways and probably the biggest fork in the road that humanity has ever been able to endure and we can do anything and everything that we can to prepare we can get right with our family we can save as much money and hoard as much money in gold and food and water and, and everything else to prepare but what's happening all over the world is a spiritual realignment all over the world people are understanding 
who the New World Order is, the Liberal World Order, the Bill Gates, the Klaus Schwab's, the progenitors of all of the dysfunction that you're seeing. We are now seeing and able to see if you simply open your eyes. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know all the fine details of who's in charge of what and how things work and everything else. All you need to do is look inside of yourself, look up, and give everything to God and understand every aspect of all the good and all the bad in your life is all and has been given to you by God. And God will give you discernment. He will give you the vision. He will give you the knowledge. He will give you everything that you need to nurture and feel safe and also give you the courage and the confidence to fight in every way against where we're at and what is going to come. You cannot live your life in fear. You need to understand the billions of people that have lived and walked amongst this earth before us gave us an opportunity and they built a platform in one of the greatest countries in the world. And are we going to be the generation? Are we going to be the people that allows that to fall and allows these tyrants to take charge and dictate the end of our future? They are telling us we are going to eat bugs. They're telling us we are going to be poor. We're going to be happy. We will own nothing. We will have nothing. And we will be happy. Are we going to sit back and allow them to do that? Right now is your moment. This is the moment. With the threat of nuclear war, war across the world, starvation, millions and millions of people are dying. Threat of starvation. It is up to us, the American people, and the American vision, and the American dream, godly people, God-fearing people. It is up to us to do anything and everything that we can and start sacrificing what we're so scared to lose because it's all on the table now. You try to hold on to something, it's not gonna be there in the, in the future. So you might as well stop trying to hang on to everything and stop trying to control everything. And that is my message to you today. We never know how long our lives are going to be. But the one thing we want to be remembered is what we did while we were alive. So in that I know it's heavy. Everybody's like, gosh, you're so uh, dark and ominous all the time. Can you please tell us some good news? Well, I will tell you some good news. The Georgia Guidestones are destroyed down to nothing. And I know you guys have heard this. There was an explosion early in the night at like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning um, on July 5th. And strange enough, about six, seven hours later, there was a big excavator tearing the rest of it down. Now, what does this mean? 
I actually want to hear your guys' opinion. Tell me what this means. What do you think the symbolic gesture and whom was behind blowing up the Georgia Guidestones? And what are the Georgia Guidestones? Some of you are like, Georgia Guidestones? What what are the Georgia Guidestones? The Georgia Guidestones, they were built uh, back in, looks like uh, 1980? But basically, it was a very ominous thing that was created, and it had all these Ten Commandments, these global future commandments. They were about 19 feet tall, three inches thick, and it was built out of granite slabs from multiple languages uh, across the world, and it basically had a very simple message. And the message was basically the end of humanity and the depopulation. So listen to some of these inscriptions that were on the Georgia Guidestones and tell me if you think that it's a good thing or a bad thing. So inscription one, keep in mind these were in like five or eight different languages. Maintain humanity under 500 million people in perpetual balance with nature. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Now this is, keep in mind, this is what was destroyed. And we know which path that these guys are trying to maneuver things. But it's interesting how millions and millions and millions and millions of people more are dying now because of COVID and everything else. COVID was the igniter into this whole thing. Commandment four, rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. So that's the key, is the world court, the world government, the world health organization, the world economic forum. Do you see how they are trying to construct a world-based system to be able to control us down to a molecular level? And they're doing that through the mRNA shots and everything else. Keep in mind, this is the destruction and the symbolic gesture that has been given to us. There are a lot of great things happening with the Supreme Court, with what they're doing. The Dutch people are fighting back. You guys should really look at some of the footage that they're doing over there. It's unbelievable. Tune in. We'll be right back. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. COVID-19 levels high across most of Oregon, feds say, urging masks indoors. Are you going to quietly comply? Are you going to stick your tail between your legs and uh, go along with the hypocrisy and the ridiculousness of cutting off the oxygen? Multnomah, Washington, Clackamas counties are among those now, the CDC says, a high level of COVID. This is from July 1st. 
as determined by occupied, hosp occupied hospital beds, admissions, and total cases. The state's other 12 counties are seeing medium community levels of COVID-19. So COVID-19 is still a thing. Uh, they're not calling it Omicron variant BA5 here. They're just calling it COVID-19 um, because most of Oregon has gone along with the masks. I'm seeing a lot more masks around. It's uh, quite interesting. It's actually quite hilarious. I think it's funny. Uh, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's really comical. Now we are living in the twilight zone of, uh, you know, mental patients walking around with masks on. It's very easy to determine who is who it's, it's, it's nice to see. It's like, Oh, okay, cool. I know where you're at and I can pretty much probably get nine out of 10, uh, of what you're about. Now, if you're wearing a mask, jogging or walking, your poodle uh, out on a sidewalk by yourself in the middle of the road uh, with nobody else around you. Pretty much says a lot. Oregon may actually make its mask mandate permanent. There's been a lot of COVID craziness in Oregon, and it could very well get worse. K2 News says the state is considering making its mask indoor mask mandate permanent. Now, do you think they're going to get any pushback on that? Uh, I think so. I think people are going to resist. We are basically going to have maskers versus unmaskers. Then you're going to start having businesses, once again, being able to distinguish who they want to serve and who they don't want to serve. So the public resists the OSHA's proposed mask mandate. Uh, that's a great article. There's some positivity going on. I really think, I really believe, I really see a lot of people waking up. A lot, of, a lot of them are understanding Democrats, Republicans, everybody. They're seeing the hysteria and the hypocrisy. But these guys have to uncloak themselves and expose themselves for everything else. So uh, let's see. Three counties are now requiring the mask mandate. It's set to expire, but uh, they want to keep it permanent. Um, a lot of pushback going on with that, which is great news. There's a lot of good things happening. Now, what do we do about this governor's debacle? You know, I've talked to, I've been talking to everybody, like, where do we go? Who do we vote for? How do we even navigate around this? Because it's, it's the three stooges, uh, in the governor's race, Tina Kotek, uh, Drazen, and uh, Betsy Johnson, who's getting a lot of trouble for declaring legislative immunity when she got in a car wreck back in 2008 or 2010. Um, <laughs> she said she has legislative immunity. So talk about a pompous, pretentious dictator uh, making those types of claims. And that's the exact thing that we don't want. And I don't think people want that. Most people don't want that. Now, the people that don't know are asleep and they don't realize, you know, what planet they're on. We all know those people, too. Interesting, uh, interesting sequence of events going on. Elon Musk pulls out of Twitter. They're threatening to sue. He's stating that it's because of their spam accounts said about 20 to 25% of the spam accounts are fake. Now, what do we do? What, what is the next move that we make 
on our futures and our lives and how do we stay informed with what's going on? There is such an extraordinary amount of things happening. Uh, Texas is declared, has declared a state of emergency on its border. And if you know, we spoke to Christy Hutchinson uh, about a month ago, and she was talking about the big crisis going on at the border and how millions and millions of people are flooding across. So it's great news that Texas is actually declaring it, getting it in the forefront, and people are starting to recognize that. Now, she is going to be here next weekend on Saturday at the Honky Tonk around one o'clock. And then we're also doing another event with her in Clackmas that evening for the Take Back America tour uh, with Christy Hutcherson and guests. She's also going to have other people here. So if you want to join and come see her, come out to the Honky Tonk on one o'clock. Starts at 11. The event starts at 11. Um, but she's going to be there. So make sure to do that and get your tickets uh, if you want to join, which is going to be great. So in that, there's a huge border crisis and everything else. At the same time, we're being under attack by um, all these new legislators that uh, are basically trying to create new ballot measures to take our Second Amendment away. Betsy Johnson campaign releases a new poll has released a poll that shows her neck and neck with the former Oregon House Speaker and Democratic nominee, Tina Kotek. So now Johnson is releasing a poll that is basically saying that she's neck and neck with these guys, um, which could be true. I mean, who knows? It's these polls that everybody releases, it's, it's really hard to tell. So... Kotek and Drazen are limited by unfavorable images and narrow the appeal in ideological extremes concluded to a poll. Which ideological extreme is Christine Drazen on besides a, uh, a closet Democrat, right? And she sides with the Democrat. She has no spine. She will not do anything good for this state in any way. And she's a monster that's been in office for a long time. So I'm not sure what they mean by that to give her some fringe middle of the road, uh, you know, spot. So the poll was behalf of Run Betsy Run. Uh, the telephone survey was conducted 23, June 23rd through 29th. 600 likely November 2022 voters responds with randomly selected. Basically puts Johnson at 30%, Kotek at 33%. Drazen at 23%, 15% undecided. You know, what's interesting, this is from the Northwest Observer. It's interesting, they have a poll at the top that says, who are you voting for governor? And uh, 63 say Drazen, 11 say Kotek, uh, 24 say Betsy Johnson, and 13 say uh, some other candidate. How do you vote for any of those people? Um, none of them are going to do good for this state. They are all cut from the same cloth. So the Republicans claim that there's a lead uh, in polls. Uh, the red wave or the anti-blue wave, experts say. Um, the Oregon House State Republicans Caucus leaders are releasing a statewide poll. So they did another poll. Uh, Vicki Breeze Iverson shows that Oregon's desperately want change. And this is why I think that they're going to install Drazen. is because of things that I'm seeing and I feel like this. People think that because Christine Drazen has a R next to her name, that she's going to be more like Trump or be more, 
you know, pro-America or conservative values or pro-Oregon. It's nothing like that. It's nothing like that. She is nothing more than a placeholder. And Kotek or Drazen, you're pretty much going to get the same thing. Now, disagree with me. Please do write me at JM at Noncompliant America. I'd love to hear your story on how you think Christine Drazen uh, is going to do well for us. But I do think that they're going to try to install her because of this poll and what people are seeing and what I'm hearing. The, the people that are in charge, and I'm not talking about our governors, I'm talking about the people that are ab- above them that are installing these people. They want to see a Republican because that'll kind of tamp down some of the opposition because we're starting to get our legs here uh, in all these organizational movements and having a lot of successes with pushing back. Right. I just saw a pro-abortion billboard that just went up uh, the other day and it was a big, giant, beautiful billboard with a big baby on it um, that was all about pro-life. so, excuse me, not pro-abortion, anti-abortion. Uh, but it was just a, right in our face. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to see some more stuff going like that. And I'd like to see Oregon uh, make a step in that direction. I think the path has been paved, you know. So now it's an opportunity for us to really uh, push forward and push forward these types of agendas. So, 57% think that Oregon is headed in the wrong direction, and likely voters, they say they prefer a generic Republican candidate over a Democratic candidate. So, Tina Kotek and House Democrats have been responsible for the last decades of the Oregon decline. Now, keep in mind, Christine Drazen is involved in that. Christine Drazen was a House Republican, right? So it's, it's all cut from the same cloth, smoke and mirrors, nonsense, everything else. So another interesting thing on this is they say that Tina Kotek is even more unpopular than Joe Biden. Now, with a net favorability of 18%, interesting thing. How is she favorable by 18%, but then she says she's got 31% in the polls? Do you think that things are skewed? I absolutely do. But none of this is going to matter. None of this matters unless we can fix the election system. I know Arizona is actively fixing their election system. One person, one vote, voter ID. Now, will Oregon step up to the plate? Will Oregon eliminate the mail-in voting disaster nightmare that has been happening to the state for over 30 years? Who knows? We'll be back. better to die on your feet than live on your knees. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. Welcome back. Welcome back. Last segment here, Joshua Michael, Non-Compliant America. So, President Trump yesterday called for drug dealers and human traffickers to get the death penalty. I think that's a great idea. Controversial? Uh, I think not. Uh, fentanyl overdoses, or excuse me, drug overdoses are escalating. They're up about three, 4,000%. 
right now. Uh, 92,000 people in the U.S. died from drug-involved overdoses, and that was in 2020. They only have 2020 data on here that I'm looking at. They're not posting 2021, which I know it's skyrocketed, and or 2022, which I'm sure is just off the charts unbelievable. Since Oregon decided to legalize drugs, uh, drug overdoses is just up through the roof. So you provide somebody with drugs, fentanyl, I know they're lacing fentanyl in, you know, like Vicodin pills and pretty much putting it in everything. And people are overdosing unintentionally because fentanyl is such a powerful opioid that is essentially, uh, you know, killing people because they think that they're taking one thing and actually getting the other. So fentanyl is being put into everything. And it's all a strategic plan by China to handicap us people uh, here in the United States and just get a more decadent population that is going to be exterminated. So the drug overdoses, death involving cocaine, opioid involvement, uh, has been skyrocketing as well. But once again, this chart that I'm looking at only shows, it's the National Institute of Drug Abuse, only shows to 2020. Why they won't report 21 or 22, uh, we all know the real reason why is because we know that things have skyrocketed. Suicides have skyrocketed, drug overdoses have skyrocketed, everything has skyrocketed. So the big, scary, boom, COVID uh, boogeyman uh, has killed way less people than drug overdoses, has killed way less people uh, than suicides. I think uh, the statistic was the suicides actually, more people died from suicide than COVID, right? So let that sink in, folks. And now you have people that are going to die from starvation. Over 40 million people are set to die uh, from starvation alone because of the lockdowns. And the lockdowns have deindustrialized even deindustrialized third world nations that depend on the industrialization and depend on the United States uh, to be able to consume and buy their product. All those products that you can't get as it's an inconvenience, you have to wait an extra couple weeks. Whereas in third world countries, people are dying. So let that sink in, folks. And that's where we're headed. You think that you're going to be sheltered from what's to come? You are not. As things further collapse and society further diminishes, further down to where, you know, food prices go up even further, they're set to even go up again, even more gas prices go up, the cost of everything goes up, then essentially you can't get anything on the shelves. What do you think is going to happen? The police have already announced in Salem alone, I saw it in the paper the other day, They've already announced that they're not going to be responding to, you know, what they considered low risk crimes or, quote, nonviolent crimes. So basic theft, burglaries, uh, you know, dogs barking and, and typical thing that you'd call the police for, um, you know, which I don't know why you'd call the police if your neighbor's dog is barking, you know, uh, but basically along the short, the police have basically said, hey, we're not responding anymore. Plus, with the cost of gas, keep in mind, think about this. Police departments, they all have budgets and they all have, uh, you know, monetary budgets for the year. A lot of counties and a lot of municipalities, uh, the police are, uh, they've already exceeded their budgets and or have capped out their budgets for the year for just fuel alone because of the drastic, drastic increase in fuel costs. 
So think about that. So they're having to lay people off, uh, do different things. I was reading a report. Let me see if I can pull it up here. I was reading a report that 60,000 military people are getting their benefits cut because they will not take the vaccine. 60,000. So the U.S. Army slashes pay for 60,000 soldiers who refuse to get the jab. Soldiers who refuse vaccination order without an approved or pending exemption request are subject to an adverse administration action, including flags, bars to service, and official reprimandments, according to the statement from the Army. There are about 40,000 National Guard soldiers and 22,000 reserve soldiers how that have not been vaccinated. The announcement comes as many of the so-called weekend warriors would be taking time off to perform their compulsory two-week training drills for their unit. So basically, they are getting exterminated from being able to perform their duties because they did not get the vaccine. The military branch has raised stakes for anti-vaxxer soldiers and promised to go one further and discharge their personnel if they continue to resist immunization. Notice how they're calling it immunization. It is not immunization. It's an experimental mRNA gene therapy. And as I stated earlier, they're stating now that the boosters are only 20% effective after a few months. So after a few months, you have to get a new booster. And they just want to continue this on to where eventually you're getting a booster every week or every month because they have turned people and they are turning people. And this is their technology that Harari talks about is they are turning people into basically interfaced cyborgs that they can interface with through these technologies. That's what the mRNA technology is. They don't want to just know what you do, who you talk to and where you go. They want to know what you eat and what's going on in your body, potentially what's going on in your mind and being able to read your mind. And you think this is crazy and then talk about this. This is where they're trying to take things. Right? So now if the soldiers aren't getting vaccinated, what are they doing? They're getting rid of free thinking soldiers, people with a conscious, people with a brain. Now you have borderline cyborg robots running the military. For when they come knocking on your door and go door to door to take your guns or uh, force vaccinate you or take your children, they're going to be robots. They're not going to be thinking people. Because the thinking people that actually think and care about humanity and want to protect and preserve humanity, they're not getting the vaccine and they're getting extracted out of there. So it's a potential future for a robot takeover because a robot doesn't hesitate to take orders. They just do whatever their master says. And that's where things are headed. So the Georgia Guidestones gets destroyed and decimated. I personally think it's a great thing. Uh, they've torn down all the statues across our country uh, with all the great leaders and patriots. Um, and so this is, uh, this is good. Now, do I think this is a step in the right direction? No. Do I think everybody should be going this and destroying things? No. But the symbolism is very grand and should be celebrated because it's a beautiful thing and it's a representation that humanity is rising. For example, all these soldiers, all these 40,000, 60,000 soldiers that are saying no to the vaccine. It's crazy that this is still a topic. 
even after all the massive deaths that they're reporting all over the UK, all over the United States, all these mysterious new illness, mysterious new illnesses that they're talking about that they don't want to discuss. Where did it come from? Coincidentally, they started happening in 2021. What's the correlation? People started getting the jab. Okay. They're never going to tell you it's from the jab because they want you to take it. They're salesmen. They're pushers for the big pharma agencies. Thank you very much for listening. Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast at noncompliantamerica.com. Next week, I'm going to have Christy Hutcherson on. We're going to be talking about the border and talking about the upcoming event coming in July 16th at the Honky Tonk. We'll see you there. Reaching out for something